The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad that you joined us here today. We are talking with Deborah Feldman, who's been on the show before. She brings wonderful background and expertise. Deborah is a talent agent. She connects talent to companies to find those good fit relationships and and kind of is a matchmaker in the career world. So Deborah, we're so happy to have you here again on The Career Confidant. Thank you very much, Marie. Yes, and so you invented this term that I love, network purposefully, back in 2000. And I think it was probably ahead of its time and, and yet still isn't being quite adopted by folks to really understand that online applications aren't how positions are hired and even that internal promotions aren't how people are hired. Sometimes they are. But today more it's having that network that is strong across an industry even beyond your company, to be able to have opportunities, whether it's moving up or job seeking. And so we're going to talk today about how people can network more purposefully, which is just a great way to think about it. Yes, you know, you mentioned that I'm a talent agent. Actually, I call myself executive talent agent, and that's because unlike recruiters who are paid by by and loyal to companies to find the perfect employee, I'm hired by senior-level professionals to help them make the networking contacts that are necessary for them to explore the opportunities that they're interested in. So getting back to networking purposely, think about the difference between doing something with intention or doing something haphazard. And If you go to a social gathering and you just talk to anyone, you wouldn't call that networking. You would call that socializing and enjoying yourself. Going to a business event, you want to network purposely, which means you want to prepare in advance of going to that event, be ready with an agenda of both who you would like to meet and talk to, what you would like to communicate with them about what you hope to get, what you hope to impress them with and leave them with so that they find you memorable, remarkable, and keep you top of mind. And you want to continue a dialogue with that person after you leave the event. So the idea of networking purposely is identify the people who need to know you, 
who can help you explore and find more job opportunities. Right, and so this starts with even determining what meetings or what events we're going to go to. As you said, just going to a cocktail hour may not really be networking. And so it it comes even to that place of deciding where we're going to spend our time. Exactly. You want to be purposeful and intentional how you, not only who you interact with, but what are you interacting about and how will that benefit you and how will that, more importantly, benefit them? In other words, in in having an interaction or exchange with them, what can you offer them that will be of value so that they will want to remember you and perhaps will come back to you in the future when they know of a problem or a challenge or a situation that you would be the ideal person to hire for that job. Okay. So as we're thinking about this purposeful networking, and you touched on these a little bit already, but how is this different from other networking or from how people might think about networking? I think very often people think of networking as a one-way street, saying, who do I need to talk to? Who can help me? Networking purposely kind of switches that up. It says instead, who needs to know me? Who needs to like me? Who needs to remember me? And how am I going to get them to pay attention to me? So networking purposely is done with an agenda, and the agenda is to be generous and to offer assistance because you feel that there will be a return on that, in, on that action that will benefit you after you've benefited them. And so the idea here is that we're not manipulating people into liking us, right? But we're actually trying to build a genuine relationship with them by looking for ways to connect and offer value. That's exactly right, Marie. The whole idea of networking purposely is to identify who you want to have in your circle, who you'd like to get to know and initiate a a relationship with and making certain that once you've connected, you do everything to encourage that relationship to grow closer by building trust and demonstrating who you are and how you can help them. Okay. And so when individuals are, are thinking about networking purposefully and they know that they you know, want to identify some people, how could they start? How should they start in identifying those people that they want to know and and like and remember them? Great. I think that you can start off by developing a list of who are the people that are able to hire you for the position you want. Who has the control or the budgetary authority for the position you would like to be in? And therefore, what you want to do is get on the radar screen of those particular hiring decision makers and the influencers that those decision makers or hiring authorities rely on for recommendations when they need talent. So you may say, 
who are at, who at my target companies or my target employers are the ones that hire for the role that I want. And they would be the individuals with whom you'd want to initiate a relationship by networking purposely, which is reaching out to them and initiating a conversation and demonstrating to them that you're a credible individual, that you're serious, and you would like to to get to know them, and you have something of value to offer them. It's not that you're looking to them to give you a job or, or, or hire you, but that you have some knowledge, experience, skills, abilities that you could apply to help them accomplish their goals. So it takes a little research not only to identify who is that individual, but so that you know how to position yourself and what you need to communicate to them so that they understand how you would be able to fit into their organization. So one of the pieces of advice that I've heard from recruiters is that if you're going to connect with me as a job seeker or, you know, just someone who's career minded and thinking about their next step, that that person could reach out to the recruiter and say, you know, I'd love to connect. Maybe it's even here on LinkedIn and, and to answer any questions that you have about the industry or to be a contact for you when you're looking for specific talent in our industry. Is that one example of what you're talking about? I actually would recommend that you not pursue connections with middlemen or middle women or middle persons because recruiters really don't have the ability to hire you. It's their job to meet the requirements and to work for and satisfy the hiring managers. You're much better off trying to connect directly with that hiring decision maker rather than relying on a recruiter who may have their own agenda, may not have a good relationship with a hiring manager, um, and may leave the organization tomorrow, and it really will do you no good to know that recruiter once they leave your target company, whereas knowing and being liked by and staying in touch with a hiring decision maker, whether they stay at the current, their current employer or move on, you're likely to benefit from that relationship, and so are they from knowing you. So beyond kind of calling them out of the blue and trying to start up this conversation, what other ways might a person initiate that contact? Well, I wouldn't recommend just calling out of the blue unless you're prepared with some content that's really going to ring their bell and get their attention. I would say it's a good idea to start with publishing where they're likely to um, read something that you're writing. You could attend a, a conference and perhaps just, you know, run into them. You could be on a panel and that they're on. You could think about organizing a, a, an industry or a, or a, or a local dinner um, that would gather people together. You could also initiate a conversation with them, saying, not for your own sake, but to, but to write them and say, I know someone that you need to know, or I have a book you would like to read, or I know of a conference you should know about, um, and if you don't, here's the information. Let me know what you think. In other words, try to approach them with something that they will see as your 
you're showing sincere interest in their welfare. Now, do you recommend starting this conversation on a social medium like LinkedIn? Or you've suggested some in-person opportunities as well. Is there one that's better than the other? Um, I think that you, it's okay to start with social media. It's okay to start with an email. But the best and strongest way to get connected and, and have someone remember you and, more importantly, pay attention is to have a live interaction either on the phone or in person. So if you decide to send an email, it's important to follow up with a phone call just to confirm that that email didn't get lost in cyberspace and to show someone that you're really serious about trying to connect, that you just didn't do a large email blast and figured one or two of them would stick to the wall. As far as using LinkedIn, you need to know whether that person is actively involved and looking at LinkedIn on a regular basis because there are many people who don't do that, and so sending a message on LinkedIn is not going to be effective. You need to kind of play to that person's communication style. If you know they're, uh, that they're an emailer, use that. If you know they're on Twitter, use that channel. If you're aware that they have their own website, go there and make a contact. A contact. You have to really model your behavior after theirs. Yeah, that's good communication skills no matter how we're communicating, right? To realize how the other person prefers to be connected to or prefers to be communicated with and to use that as, as possible. So great right. advice there for thinking about who we want to connect with, identifying those influencers within the companies that we're interested in or perhaps even within the industry that we're interested in or part of, and to start building those relationships in a genuine way and moving those forward to be um, win-win or two-way relationships, not just us looking for someone to help us. So we're going to take a short break here and be right back in just a few minutes and continue talking with Deborah about networking purposefully. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Technology is moving at a rapid pace with so many innovations, new ideas, and improved applications. One thing that hasn't changed, though, is real estate. But will it? The future of real estate with host Jessica Stoner will share with you the minor adjustments and the major disruptors in the future of real estate. Modern advancements are changing how we work, where we choose to live, and affects how our homes and communities will be built. Homeowners, buyers, sellers, and investors can tune in every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is Marie Zimanoff, and today we're talking with Deborah Feldman about networking purposefully. And Deborah, we've talked about some of the ways that an individual can find influencers in their industry. We talked about how they can identify those people that they want to make relationships with. And then we talked a little bit about how they might launch those relationships, whether that's attending conferences, creating an event. I loved that one initiating that conversation and, you know, finding a way to make an introduction. And as we know that when we're going to make a connection, we're really trying to establish rapport. So how do you recommend we do that? How can we establish rapport quickly with this new contact? Well, I would think rapport usually stems from common interests and feeling that an individual is is credible and well-meaning. One of the ways you can up that ante is to identify someone that you both know in common who might be able to, you know, make an an introduction on your behalf. Or the other thing is to do the research to find out what 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 the individual's interests are, both professionally speaking as well as in their personal life, and to start a conversation on a topic that you're pretty sure it's going to pique their interest and get a conversation going. Right. So we might find someone who can make a, a true, meaningful introduction to this new contact. That's probably the most powerful way. Definitely. And you can. one of the ways to find a mutual connection, besides the obvious of looking in LinkedIn to see how you're connected, but... Look at the, the individual's past work history. Look at where they've been educated, what kind of programs they've gone to, where they've lived, where they're living now, and perhaps you have some connection that is re- re- related to their background as well. And this is a good use of our current network, right? The people that are already in our circle, whether it's using LinkedIn or or just reaching out to those folks in our circle and letting them know that, hey, I've identified this individual as someone I would like to have the opportunity to to meet and, and learn more about and connect with. And we might be surprised at who in our current circle could introduce us to that person given the, you know, limited degrees of separation between most individuals in our in our industry these days. That's definitely true. 
and that may be a good a good opportunity to give our network an easier way to help us because we know they do want to help us, but they can't always help us by giving us a job. No, they can't, and they can't guess what job you want. So it's important when you're having networking conversations to describe to people what role you're looking for because then they then they go mentally through and through their mind and saying, hmm, what do I know about that or who do I know that might be able to help them? But if you just say something like, hey, I'm looking for a job, well, that doesn't help them at all. You want to be specific. And so while you may feel that being specific, you exclude broader opportunities, you're far better telling each person something specific that they can remember you by and just maybe tell different people different things if you want to spread if you want to spread the word out for more than one type of position you're interested in right a, a laundry list isn't isn't rememberable at all it's that specific story and compelling reason of why you're interested in in a specific company or a specific type of job that's the story that people remember Yes, that's so true. And if you tell someone, well, I'm really interested in this, but I could do this or that or that, then you look kind of wishy-washy, like you don't know what you want, and it puts them in, it makes them hesitate whether they want to stick their neck out for you if you're not sure what you want. Right. So we've been talking about networking purposefully and this more targeted approach, right, of, of finding individuals who can help us looking really clearly at how we can also help them and initiating the relationship on that footing. Why is this so successful? And you've been doing this for, for a while now. Why, why do you think it's so successful? Well, for one thing, it's much more efficient than hit, hit or miss. You're, you know, you're starting out with a plan. You're saying, who needs, what do I want to do? Where do I want to do it? Who can, who, can, who can hire me to do that? What do they need to know to be interested in me and realize I'm a doer and I, I won't disappoint them and I'm reliable? And to follow up, you can't expect one single interaction or one exchange with someone, no matter how deep it is and no matter how long it lasts, for that single interaction to really produce very much. It may produce a lead, but that one lead may, is not necessarily going to produce a, a job opportunity. So you want to always recognize that once you've cultivated and worked on establishing a relationship, you want to keep, keep the fire growing. You want to keep in touch with someone. You want to keep giving them something so that they don't forget you, so that you stay top of mind. The main reason I think that working purposely is so successful is because we know that, that about 80% of positions today are never advertised. They are filled by word of mouth. Therefore, if you know the right people who can hire you, you're much more likely to be picked as a top choice candidate then if you're just submitting a resume anonymously, you're a stranger, and you're competing with the, uh, the other candidates whom all pursued a direct contact and have initiated 
a connection even before that job was, was listed. The idea behind Network Purposely is not to chase after an open position, not to pursue it through a recruiter, not to look to fill a, a job that's posted and looks perfect, but rather to connect with the individuals who are going to have needs for someone like yourself and to develop that relationship before they've created a job so that they turn to you before they advertise it, before they look at other resumes, before they even ask their colleagues, who do you know? You want to be part of that individual hiring manager's inner circle of trusted individuals so that they come to you to either recruit you for a position or ask you if you know someone who can help them out. And that and so way, is- you really never have to look for a job again because you're continually being tapped for opportunities that are, uh, that are tempting, and you're aware of situations in different companies that might be attractive, and you can actually volunteer your help to them. Right, so we are having this proactive process here. We're, we're planning ahead. We're not necessarily waiting until we're in dire need. And that's a great thing for us to be talking about right now because we know, you know, lots of people are, are employed. They're doing well at their job. And it's this is the time to start network purposefully, not when we've been laid off. So it's a challenge perhaps, but to think ahead and start doing this now so that we have that network when Correct. we need it Correct. and we, we don't have to go feeling like we're asking for something. Correct. Networking purposely kind of primes the pump. So you make the connections before you actually need the job. And that gives you not only more control over your career, but it's a lot less stressful than needing a job because you're out of work. And it's a lot more exciting and interesting to have conversations with people that might even produce a job that didn't exist until that conversation happened rather than trying to fit yourself into a preconceived template that that a company says they need to fill. Yeah, and this is our challenge, right, as as individuals, I think whether we're in, in a business for ourselves or working for someone else, is to take the time and effort and create these relationships and maintain them and foster them because it's not something that may have a direct impact on our day-to-day work and it takes a little bit of extra effort. But as we want to close up here, you're going to share the long-term benefits of, of network purposefully. Right. I sometimes say that by building a network purposefully, at the same time that you're likely to uncover your next job opportunity, you're also creating lifetime career insurance, meaning you're developing the relationships that will continually, continually support you, be your brain trust, but also they're going to be the individuals who will come to you when they have a need or when they think an opportunity that might be suitable exists and turn you on to that so that you're not running after and chasing people and begging for work, 
but people are coming to you constantly and you always have a pipeline of opportunities available and it's just a matter of when your timing is right to leave what you're doing now to jump onto something new. That is hard to think about spending the effort to do, but boy, when you explain it that way, it seems so well worth the effort to have that career insurance. So Deborah, share how people can connect with you if they're interested in learning more or following your other great advice. Oh, thanks. My website is jobwiz, J-O-B-W-H-I-Z.com. There is a free ebook there on networking purposely if anyone is interested in more details. I can also be reached through the contact form at jobwiz.com or they can con- contact um, the radio station 800 number. Wonderful. Well, Deborah, thank you so much again for joining us. And if you're listening, don't go anywhere. As usual, when we come back, we're going to break it down into some action steps for you to take to start building your network purposefully today. So we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Savvy business owners, learn how auspicious timing can have a positive influence on business decisions and strategies. You can achieve your goals while creating a competitive edge in your given field. Tune into Illuminating Feng Shui with host Kathleen Zamansky, where classical feng shui and Chinese metaphysics work together to help you discover your strengths and use them at the right times. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And we've been talking with Deborah Feldman 
um, from Job Wiz, and Deborah was sharing about her idea around networking purposefully, and this being our opportunity to build a community within our industry or across our, our industry, our suppliers, our colleagues, and really build long-lasting, authentic relationships getting away from the negative connotation that networking can have and really digging in to understand the purpose behind our networking. So doing it somewhat strategically in terms of identifying those influencers within our industry or perhaps the influencers within specific companies that we'd like to work for. And Deborah was on the show back in October, October 24th, I believe, talking about this target company research idea. So if you are in job search mode or moving towards that, you might go back and listen to that show. How do you identify target companies that you might want to work for? Because that will be your first step. And then identifying the influencers within those companies who who would hire a position like you or would have influence on the hiring manager who would hire a position like yours. If you're not directly in job search and you're just thinking about planning ahead, that may not be as specific as you want to get. So think about other ways to identify influencers within your industry who you'd love to connect with, learn more from, stay connected to in a broader sense even if perhaps there's not a specific move that you're thinking about making at this moment. You might go to industry conferences and see who are the influencers, who do people know, who are are other people talking to. Is there certain people within the industry that seem to attract conversation at the event? Who are the speakers at those events? Whenever you go to a conference, it's always a great idea to connect with the speakers, to take the time to walk up to them afterwards and and introduce yourself, exchange business cards, and then, of course, continue that conversation, perhaps at the event with a one-on-one coffee or cocktail, or after the event with a follow-up phone call, or if possible, another face-to-face get-together then after that conference. You may also look for influencers in your industry by looking at the speakers list from past conferences. Who should you be trying to connect with on LinkedIn and start those relationships, move to a phone conversation, and perhaps an in-person conversation if possible? When you're in this larger space, it may make sense to connect to an industry recruiter, someone who has been in your industry for a long time and has that longevity in your industry. Can you build a relationship with them that might be mutually beneficial for the long term? Although relation, although recruiters can be the middleman and, and gatekeeper, as Deborah talked about when you're in active job search, they can be great people to build relationships with, especially if they specialize in your industry and you can have a long-term two-way benefiting relationship with them, perhaps even as a, a hiring manager who may use that recruiter in the future or as a candidate in the future or as someone that you might be able to refer other candidates to 
in the future to add benefit to not even just you and the recruiter, but to someone else in the field. So you're looking for those influencers. You might also look at people who are active on LinkedIn or other social media relevant to your industry or even your industry publications, industry interactions on any other kind of website, who's active there, who's publishing, who's commenting, who's communicating, and how can you join that conversation? Many times it's easiest to start out by sharing or commenting on articles that would then provide you the opportunity to start interacting with these influencers. And by sharing and responding positively to their content, you're creating a a wonderful platform there for the start of a relationship. So once you've found these influencers that you want to connect with, then how do you how do you stay in touch? And and that's sometimes the most challenging thing for someone. You met someone at a conference, you connected right away, perhaps even you went and had coffee with them at the event or or right after. But how do you stay connected to them then without feeling like a stalker? How do you continue to add value in a professional way that makes sense? Well, you want to look for cues during your conversation with them. You're asking them questions about what they see going on in the industry, what industry resources they follow. You're genuinely curious and learning and also creating some background for yourself to add to the pile of resources that you might be able to share with them. So LinkedIn provides a nice opportunity to do this because of course we can see when someone is sharing an update and we can interact with that. We can see when someone is having an anniversary and we can interact with that. It provides you some of the opportunities to maintain connections and those can all be positive interactions. However, you want to make them genuine and real connections, not simply a like of a button. So even if you connect with someone on Facebook, you really want to interact with them, not simply hit the like button on Facebook or LinkedIn. The other piece of information you're trying to gather from any conversation with them is what other resources or what other ways might you be able to provide value And this is going to be a lot of different things. It doesn't have to just be professional. As Deborah was talking about, if you find a mutual connection with someone on a different topic, let's say you both love sports or mountain climbing, or if you're in Colorado here, it might be skiing or snowboarding. And how might you share information, opportunities with them on those topics that would maintain your connection, keep the two of you in a conversation so that you have the opportunity to share with them, ask them questions, and they have an opportunity to provide you with the openings to start conversations when 
you need their help and they have the opportunity to open conversations when they need your help. Oftentimes what keeps us from networking is the thought that it's a one-way conversation and when we're in a one-way conversation we're really not networking. So always keep that in mind. That real network networking is this two-way conversation. The fact that you've gone out and found and purposefully targeted folks that you want to build that relationship with does not mean that we're still not cultivating a real relationship. I loved Deborah's idea of organizing an event where individuals that might be thought leaders you're interested in connecting with would be the speakers. This was one of the early things that I did in my career, and it was an amazing success. And sometimes you just have to get out of your own way in thinking that you won't be able to get that person or they'd never say yes and try. When I was first starting my business, I held several events for job seekers that was in the challenging economic times and they had the opportunity to interact with top level people in our community who were hiring or talking about how someone would get hired. Unfortunately, of course, not all of them had open positions at the time, but what it provided for me was the opportunity to connect with these leaders within the community. And I was always surprised that I would ask someone to come and speak and really think, oh, they don't, they don't know who I am. They don't maybe have time. And more often than not, they would say yes. They would come, they would speak, they'd be on a panel. Remember, they're also getting the networking benefit of networking with the other people on the panel. So sometimes it's that first person that's the hardest to get. And you start with the people that you have relationships with and then build out from there so that you can have a more attractive opportunity for people to join. And as Deborah talked about, we're doing that on a one-on-one basis as well, thinking about who's already in our network and how might I be able to have them help me connect with other people in my network because those people who already know, love, and trust us want to be able to help. And the more specific we are in giving them opportunities to help, the better off we'll be in not only getting their help, but in making them feel successful in helping us. And that reinforces our relationship. It doesn't hurt it. It does not hurt to ask for help. In fact, one of the number one ways to build trust is to ask that other person for help. We want to do it in a respectful way. We want to do it in a way that provides them an opportunity to help in a way that's comfortable for them. And when we do that, when we show vulnerability and we ask for help, it usually is an opportunity to build the relationship, even though our fear is that it will erode the relationship. We've made that up in our head, and it's not really the way that it works. So go out there and figure out who those people are in your network that are fairly well connected, those people who already are in your network, they're in your inner circle, they want to help you, and reach out to them, rekindle relationship if you need to, and don't be afraid to ask them for help. 
do it in a way that provides them with an easy out, do it in a way that's respectful, make sure you've rekindled that relationship first if it's someone that you haven't talked to in a while, and then don't be afraid. They will, they do want to help you. So when we've decided that we're going to start networking purposefully, we want to start with a manageable goal. And what I mean by this is relationships do take time. They take some effort, of course. And we don't get anywhere by sending out a handful or even a huge list full of emails and and LinkedIn connections, that's not going to get us anywhere. To think about purposefully identifying a few people we want to connect with, maybe a small handful, work through our network to see if we can get a warm introduction or work through some of our industry connections, industry opportunities like conferences or blogs or professional associations, make those connections. And then we have to come up with some kind of a system to consistently nurture those relationships. So whether that's a reminder in your email to connect with the person or a reminder in your calendar to connect with the person every so often, You used to be able to do that in LinkedIn, but I'm pretty sure they've taken that function away with your new rollout of the user, user interface. So it might be a note in your paper calendar. If that's still how you do it, that's perfectly fine to regularly connect with those individuals who are helping you and connecting with you. So we're going to come back here in just a few minutes and wrap up this episode of The Career Confidant. We'll come back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is Marie, and we're talking about networking purposefully. So the idea here is to have intent and purpose around our interactions with others, to identify who needs to know us and how we can benefit them, and then how can we start to forge this relationship so that we build a two-way street who needs to know, like, and remember us? How can I be generous and offer assistance to them? Great ideas from Deborah Feldman and Job Wiz. If you were listening earlier, she is our guest that came on early to the show and really launched this idea of network purposefully. So, one of the issues that I know comes up when we hear a great idea and we think, oh, yeah, I know I need to do that. But it's not an urgent need. And networking and building our network is never something that's urgent until we're unemployed. And then really, it's too late. So this is a proactive step that you can take, which I love. That's what the show is all about, proactively managing your career. However, that often means that it slips to the bottom of our pile. So let's take a moment here today and create an action plan for you on how you are going to network more purposefully. So the first thing I want you to do is think about what is getting in the way of you networking purposefully. It might be that you haven't identified the people that you want to connect with It might be that you don't have time. It might be that you don't know what to say. What is it that is holding you back from networking and making a systematic effort to build your network purposefully? So go ahead and and write that down or get it pictured in your mind's eye. Now I want to dig one level deeper. So if the thing keeping you from networking purposefully is that you don't have time, what do you have to do before you could have time? Or if the thing that's holding you back is that you don't know what to say, what do you need to know before you would know what to say? Maybe it's what position you would want to aim for or what your next role would look like. Whatever you are spinning in terms of what is getting in your way. So what's getting in your way of getting that thing done? What's getting in your way of removing that obstacle to networking? Go ahead and write that down or get it into your mind's eye. And you may need to continue to working back and back and back until you get to the root cause of why you're not able to do this right now and take it one step at a time. And I would encourage you to take at least one step a week, write it down, put it somewhere that you'll see it, schedule it 
in your calendar. That's one of the best ways to make sure that we get things done that we want to get done. Put it in your calendar. As This is the half hour that I'm going to spend on this day accomplishing this root task that will move me towards being able to network. For some of us, it may be quite simple. There's nothing really getting in the way once we've removed that first obstacle. For some of us, we can find all kinds of things to go back and back and back to and get down to that root cause and start working on that so that you can really plan and purposefully, intentionally build your network. Because I can tell you that if you want to have career insurance, as Deborah so wonderfully called it, this is it. Your skills, your qualifications, they will all shift. The things that the job in the future will need are going to change. But your relationships and your ability to build relationships, that is the crux of you not ever having to look for work again. That is the golden answer, if there is one, the golden ticket to career stability. And as you start to network purposefully, you're going to exercise those skills. You're going to learn how to build a rapport better. You're going to learn how to do small talk in a way that's comfortable for you. You're going to learn how to identify the influencers and build rapport with them to the point where you have them as part of your real network. And for those of us who are introverts, this is even more challenging, perhaps in some ways, but in some ways we do it better because the intention behind it is easy, easier for us. For those of us who are extroverts, we might love going to that cocktail party. But as Deborah said, that's not networking purposefully. And we may have trouble maintaining those relationships or nurturing them. So figure out what your strengths are, how you can do this in a way that works for you, and then create a system that helps you follow it through and really build your network intentionally and purposefully. It's probably the number one thing that you could do to future-proof your career in 2017. And of course, the other thing that you can do is join us right back here again next week on The Career Confidant as we share more career wisdom with you for advancing your career, finding that next job, whatever it is that you're looking to do to take control of your career. We're here to give you the resources and the tools that you need. You can always reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. And we'll look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 